Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Historical and Mysterious with Ian and Jay. Of course, I am Jay. And I'm Ian. And we here are here to tell you about some interesting things. Yes, we certainly are. <laughs> How was your week, Jay? Uh, my week was eventful. I did some adult stuff like taxes. Oh, and then I learned I that you have not time. done taxes. Yes. Well, okay. Okay, let's... I'm, right. Yep, first things first, let's address this. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Alright, All right, let's do it. The FBI man's I... listening. Uh, well, I have not done my taxes for this year yet. That's obviously what you're talking about. Yes. You're not talking about all the prior, uh, You were always so on top of it. Because I have been. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. I can... How dare you? I'm gonna get audited. (laughs) Listen, I'm doing, I'm doing them now. I'm doing them now. But we're gonna get a fan, too. And here, and you know what? You know what? Fuck you, first of all. And here's why. Because... I even if I haven't done that because I've always done jobs where I I know I would get a refund so that yeah. just means oh I'm letting the government keep my money so you're such a you're good welcome. person you're, you're welcome. such a good person you're welcome shout out to the government I'm contributing to the government the bullshit now <laughs> so that's the reason you don't you don't do it you just want the government to have your money but I'm doing it that's this, so thoughtful I'm doing it this year because I want my money back. oh oh I see <laughs> yeah. you got so change I'm, yeah I think of it as I'm a, I'm a, I'm a patriot and then I'm just. You now know. you're going to take a little bit for and now yourself. I'm going to take a little, yeah, exactly, selfish, just like how you, know. you did. Well, I've always done that, so I'm not going to change it exactly. up. Exactly. But you were so brave to not do it at all. And, thank and you. now you're thank changing you. that, so. Thank you. Um. Well, now I'm becoming just like you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so how was your week other than taxes, bitch? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than taxes, it was very good. Yes, very uh, easygoing. Uh, yeah, cool. just a lot cool. of work and a lot of socializing, which was nice. And yeah, how yeah, about you? Yeah, a lot of socializing. Yeah, I've been quite yeah. the social butterfly recently. Yeah, you have been, and that's not and I'm normally not, I'm you. an introvert, so. Yeah, you've been craving your time to yourself. Lately. I know. <laughs> um, but how's your week? My week's been good. I've been working a lot more, as I stated last yes. week. Yes. Oh, also, side note, for last week, I, I found out the proper way to say Ilse's last name for last week's episode. It's not cock, it's coke. <laughs> like the Coke brothers. Or just like Because the cocaine. Coke brothers, it's spelled the same way. Yeah. And... Uh, I just said cock the whole episode. But you know what? I'm it glad fits. I it said fits. cock. It fit. Yeah, because yeah. she, she was kind of was Bitch. a cock. Oh, absolutely. She was like, absolutely and a not cock. even a, like a like a hot like big thick veiny throbbing oh. corn cock like a corn like cock a porn. Oh, <laughs> but like a nasty pencil dick shriveled. What is that? Cock? Sad. Yeah, yeah. she was sad horrible. Cock. I hated her. Anyway, <laughs> she was so by far the worst. Um, yeah, she was the worst of cocks. <laughs> But anyway, no, I found that out this week and I've been working a lot more. Oh, also, um, something randomly came across my mind, not just this past week, but like earlier yesterday, early in the morning yesterday. And I just thought about it for some reason. The name uh, Alice. Yes. What's with the name Alice? (laughs) I I personally don't know any Alice's. I'm sure there are plenty out there. But the name Alice in and of itself, it's just kind of a it thing stands, on its own. It like, stands for Alice. A, uh, well, <laughs> before we get there, I just, alone, it's like we have Alice in Wonderland. Alice is oh. dead. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Gotcha. Alice in Chains. I, thought I mean, you it's were Alice legit. upon Alice. I, 
I thought you were legit asking. Alice is really a theme for female names in entertainment in a lot of ways. Yeah, I've never met an Alice either. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They're very elusive. Well, she doesn't live here anymore, so. (laughs) I just love how that was an early morning of that. You woke up and you're like, "What the fuck?" Well, no, that's not. No, no, I didn't. It's not like I woke up. It's not like I was startled. Huh? Alice. Startled. Alice. Huh? Okay. I wonder. No, I was like already at work and bored and doing something while something mundane, and I was like, hmm. That's kind of how it happened. But oh. anyway, no, I just random thought of the week, I random guess. Random thought of the week. Um, and, yeah, I was just working. Um, You're working in the kitchen now. You a, yeah, you a cook. Yeah. Welcome to the club. We have jackets. Serving old people. But the old people I'm serving now is in a different department because they're the ones that are, um, they need a bit more care. Gotcha. And they're either a lot more quiet or their anger is very misplaced and misunderstood, or not misunderstood, but... Um, their anger's misplaced. Yeah, and they uh, they're very confused a lot of the times and stuff and it's it's they need they need more help. Gotcha. Do they lash out at you for just bringing them their food? No, no, actually oh, okay. no, they're all pretty calm. And this one guy, Don, he uh he's an older gentleman and he is I would reported hope so. to be very volatile and sometimes violent. Oh. oh. Pleasant. But he's always been very cheery with me. I'm like, oh my goodness, I think I'm an, an exception. And there's yeah. a caregiver that works there sometimes. It's like, I think I'm an exception too. And I'm like, oh my goodness. You guys are the chosen. Oh my God. I wonder Dawn what it is. likes me. Oh, I feel so chosen and happy. <laughs> he's nice to me. And then. Oh, mother. There's a, a black caregiver that goes in his room to wake him up for breakfast. But he doesn't like go in there all hot and heavy like, hey, Don, wake the fuck up. Like, he's not <laughs> Get your like ass that. up. No, he's like, hey, Don, how's it going? You know, and like doing what they're supposed to do to Their let job. him know that breakfast is ready. Yeah. And all you hear is, get the hell out of my room right now. And oh, damn. Like, oh, damn. I don't feel chosen is... anymore. <laughs> I what? just feel white. <laughs> God damn it. Turns out Dom's an old racist. Plot twist. <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, damn. And then he came he... back out, and, and the caregiver came back out, and he, like, smiled at me and, like, did that hand gesture, like, say la vie, whatever. Old people, man. And I was like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Is he just one of those people that just murders racist things to himself while he's like eating in the uh, no, dining no, room? No, 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 he hasn't done that. He's usually very quiet, almost disconcertingly. Actually, not almost. Oh. He is disconcertingly quiet. Oh, and he's got kind of pop out eyes, and he doesn't stare at me per se. Although I do catch him looking at me every now and then, but he's just got pop out starey eyes. I don't know. I'm just picturing the crypt keeper for some reason. A little bit more <laughs> flesh, but yes, a little bit more flesh. And a plaid red shirt. Oh. And blue jeans with a belt. <laughs> what a great image. Yeah. Oh. That's... No, that's interesting. I mean... I... At least it doesn't give you shit consistently, right? I mean, I Just, guess. But I'm not really keen on it as to the yeah. inspiration why. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to go down that rabbit hole with him. <laughs> no. Like, hey, why are you so nice to me? So why are you not so nice to me? And then that's when it comes out. <laughs> and we both know what he's going to say. Yeah, Because I'm a white man that you don't know is gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He doesn't know? 
Well, it's not like I go up to the old people with like, like Hello, mimosas. I'm your, I'm your homosexual server for the evening. <laughs> How can, can I help I get you? you? Would you like the salmon or the turkey? <laughs> no, no, that's not what I do, Jay. All I, right, I, so historical mysterious history first. <laughs> you, sir. You're a monster. Okay. Quit laughing. Uh, so <laughs> your history. What is your history? Speaking of old racist people. Oh shit. My history is Nat Turner. Nat this, Turner. Yes. Okay. Which is uh, he was basically born into slavery in the eight, in eighteen hundred. Uh, Wait, in exactly the eighteen hundred. Exactly. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so he spent his life in Southampton County and uh. Basically, an area with an extra large slave population. Like, a lot of slaves were Ugh. at different plantations, but they gathered in this one area. Not knowing much about his father, except that he believed that his father escaped the plantation long ago. So oh, we didn't really well, know his father at all. I mean, I guess there's, like, a hopeful thing in that. Exactly. Poor Baca. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Turner uh, basically turned to education at an early age. He learned how to read and write at a very young age and he garnered this reputation of being naturally intelligent wow uh which i imagine is very uncommon for yes. slaves back then yes i mean they were not taught to like it's, read and write it's funny because uh after this whole thing we start we get back into the literacy thing among slaves and everything about this whole incident and that somehow affects certain laws with slaves after this took place which was, i thought was crazy but uh so turner was also deeply religious and he believed that he had uh, visions from god and so one of these visions was on May 12, 1828, Turner was in the fields working when he heard a loud noise from the heavens where a, a spirit claimed that a serpent was loose and that to take on the fight against the ser and that he needed to take on the fight against the serpent. So he construed from that that the serpent was the slave owners and he it was his job and it was he was sent like basically on a holy mission mm -hmm. to defeat them, to okay. defeat all the evil that uh, was in this world. And so it uh, really motivated ideals for rebellion, as he saw it as a, for a fighting cause for God, basically. To liberate slaves? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So in 1831 is when uh, Turner started to plan a rebellion against his slave owners. So he did this. And who were his slave owners? Uh, it was someone named Sam Turner, but he actually didn't kill. It was basically just slave owners in general on that same population in the Southampton County. So he basically told a bunch of slaves that were around this county and he basically spread the word that we're going to start a rebellion okay so they would basically uh meet up in the forested areas they couldn't really talk about it too openly because their slave owners were around about what they were going to well, do yeah they were being so watched they had this sneaky uh thing of basically singing like they had certain cues in their songs to mm -hmm. like indicate that they're going to go talk somewhere a little more oh, privately okay and so uh what Nat Turner did what was really smart is he uh, basically told about like three to four close people that he'd really, really trusted. He basically went to them and said, you go to three to four people that you really, really trust and start spreading this word. And so they started getting this really good system down about spreading this, uh, about what was going to go down. And they planned not to have any sort of, uh, basically they just planned to kind of kill everyone and free all the slaves. So... Uh, they didn't Pretty elaborate yet basic. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It, but this was a... Quite the rebellion. It was about like 70, sla uh, 70 slaves and some uh, free black men as well, too, joined in. And uh, so, which was really interesting is they planned it not to have any sort of uh, like weapons such as guns. It was all very quiet stuff like knives, rocks, 
blunt objects, axes. Smother them with a pillow. Yes. Anything you can do, they they tried. Yeah. <laughs> Except if it wasn't with a gun. They didn't want to stir. They didn't want to. First, it was be incredibly difficult. Yes. Yeah. To get a gun. And the sound would just attract a bunch of attention. They wanted yeah. to get as many people out as they could. Um, so in February 1831, a solar eclipse took place. And Turner saw this as a sign from God, basically. Because he interpreted it as a black man's hand reaching over the sun. Hmm. And so this was kind of what started this whole thing of, like, okay, this is really going to happen. This is a sign from God. It is my, like, destiny to do this. And so uh, the rebellion was initially planned for July 4th by Turner. But due to some complications with his health and he wanted to, he postponed it. And he also postponed it for additional planning as well. So he kind of waited a little bit. On August 7th, there was another solar eclipse, which is kind of weird because two solar eclipses in the same okay, year. I was, okay, number one, I was going to say, ironic how he planned July 4th, Independence right. Day. Exactly. And second of all, another solar right? eclipse? What the fuck is happening right? this year? That's probably what he was thinking, too. What, I mean, were there witches as well? <laughs> What's going on? And apparently, too, this was around the time where it was said that Mount St. Helens exploded way back then when, so a lot of... Uh, Debris was in the air. Yeah, and the Loch Ness monster very... surfaced. <laughs> what? No, it, like I, this is like real. <laughs> they said that there was like out like uh, fallout from the volcano and everything, and it was just very cloudy and gloomy and everything. So, yeah. and this was kind of like his like indication that he saw that was like, all right, this is another fucking solar eclipse. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to do this. And nobody's cars worked because of the ash. <laughs> yes, no one's cars worked. <laughs> uh, so. The rebellion consisted, like I said before, of 70 enslaved as well as free black uh, people, some of whom came on horseback. And so this really helped them out. Uh, the rebels went from house to house, freeing all the slaves and killing anyone they encountered. This included everyone. Wow. So okay. men, women, children. Uh, the group um, uh, basically didn't really spare too many people. They spared a few. And these are people, with, uh, one of them was a child, and there were two adult, two to three adults that hid in a fireplace. That hid in yeah. the fireplace? But apparently it was, there's some contradictory, like, things of what happened. Apparently they came across them and said, like, they hate themselves more than they hate us. Let's just keep them alive. And they moved on. Other people said that they hid. So it's very, like, up in hmm. the air about how these people survived yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, so, hold on real quick. So since the group almost spared no one, uh, the body count was about 60 60 slave owners or people in that area so when all this was going down uh the insurgent was eventually defeated when a white state militia showed up with about twice the manpower they had and keep mm-hmm. in mind they also had guns and stuff like that yeah, so, it, so it was very quickly squandered very I quickly imagine. yes uh so it was very quickly defeated the uh, estimated 120 blacks were killed and some of which were not even involved with the rebellion and this, uh, this kind of goes back to uh, just the talking about a lot of people thought a lot more slaves were involved than they actually were. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, in turn, started a bunch of rumors and paranoia, and it quickly began to circulate around uh, slave owners thinking armies were running around. And there was a lot of uh, rumors that are saying that there's these black uh, slave groups that are just wandering around the highways, waiting to kill people, burning down towns. That was the... Yeah. Uh, this paranoia. So that led to a the slaughter. The OG 
uh, rumors of black people being dangerous. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so this led to a slaughter of many slaves by their slave owners, and these are slaves that weren't even involved with anything. These are people who lived outside that county. But yeah, with all this shit spreading around, all this paranoia, and these uh, these guys were killed just barbarically. Someone described it uh, without any sort of tr- I mean, of course, none of it was fair. No trials, nothing. So after all this went down, uh. Turner eluded capture for about two months, but he never left Southampton County. Uh, basically, a slaver found him in a hole covered by fence rails. And uh, when asked if he regretted it, Turner said no. I mean, he said, uh, was Christ was Christ not crucified? As in stating, like, this is something he has to do. Like, something that he needed to do for God as well as the people who were enslaved. Uh, so he was hung on November 11th in Jerusalem, Virginia, which I didn't even know there was a Jerusalem in Virginia. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, so this incident brought up some talk with the Virginia uh, General Assembly. And there was some talk about, like, maybe we can end it, slavery in this state, or, you know, maybe uh, make things more, like, lax. I don't know how you fucking can, but uh that, of course, didn't work out, and then the state instilled uh, laws against teaching slaves how to read and write. And so that's why we saw a bunch of uh, the literacy rates just jump up, because then after this incident, they, it became illegal to teach slaves how to read and write. There was no, there was no room for that. They didn't mm. want them to be educated. Gotcha. And also, they kind of uh, barred them from holding religious uh, meetings or without a white preacher. So if they wanted to worship, they had to get a white preacher involved hmm. and, okay. ha- and have like uh, their slave owner involved in it somehow if, there's, if the preacher isn't there. So, but yeah, that pretty much was the largest and deadliest slave uprising in U.S. history. And it kind of passed some, I, you would think like it got to talking more about slavery and whether the morals of it and everything. And it was one of the things that really helped move toward the Civil War. Mm-hmm. But a lot of, you know, of course, bad came out of it with that new law getting passed about no reading, yeah. no worship, no, you know. They didn't let them express themselves the way they wanted to. They wanted them just dumb and without any sort of fight in them. So Yeah, well, with knowledge comes power. Exactly, and they saw that with Nat Turner. He was just the smart, he was a smart guy. Yeah. He had that reputation, and then they found out out all this and after they hung him and desecrated his body they're like this could never happen again Mm. but yeah yeah. i imagine what they i can only imagine what they did to the other slaves who were like part of it oh yeah no they uh they put a lot of them on trial and pretty much indicted and put them to death all of them the ones that they caught and didn't kill during Mm. the the gunfire so it was and then on top of that there was the slaves that weren't involved that live in different counties that are getting killed by their slave masters for whatever reason for whatever reason because they think that they're involved so it's like a lot of slaves just died and we i guess we'll never know the extent by the incident by other slave owners and everything but it's because of what toxic like environment this spread but but it was definitely one thing that led toward the civil war one of the things but wow what what year did this rebellion occur 1831 1831 okay okay it was also the year nat turner died hmm Wow. But yeah. Well. And then uh, I guess they, they... God bless not Nat Turner. Yeah. Right. I mean, and so he did, I mean... At least he died 
you know fighting not what, in vain i mean yeah, he did a lot absolutely shit sounds like he fuck. got people talking and you know he had well and he like he got a people. lot of people in power that shouldn't have been and cruel people like gone and dead <laughs> yeah absolutely and so that's why it was a pretty uh it's pretty cool like interesting story to see how much of a rebellion could spread with about 70 people but just by talking <laughs> you know and yeah. how quickly from just like telling two to three people was what he did and then telling them their friends and Seth. Yeah, and having different kind of uh, techniques and how to accomplish this. Like, you know, you tell Pete, tell yep. three or four people you trust, and tell them each, tell three or four people they trust. Exactly. And, you know, it's... Uh, and then as well, the, uh, you know, don't use guns, anything but guns. Use something quiet, like yep. knives or, or, or bludgeon or whatever. That way we you can know, get through, get free yeah. more slaves. Yep. Yeah. So, definitely interesting. I wonder how many slaves actually escaped, though. It, they didn't actually have a number, like a set number. Mm. But I, I mean, a good amount. Some, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually oh, escaped. Yeah. yeah. Actually okay, escaped. Cool. Yeah. So that was accomplished as well. That's oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. And that was definitely their goal was to free as many slaves as they can. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So cool. that was my history for the week. Awesome. That's a great history. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Perfect. Well, on to mystery. On to mystery. Which is me this week, obviously. Hi, I'm Ian. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery for the and week. And my mystery turn to my notes this week i decided to do mary rogers also known as the beautiful cigar girl Ooh. oh yes yeah, sounds enticing. sounds very enticing oh. and mysterious Darren. it's like i want to i want to i want to have sex with her <coughs> anyway <coughs> so uh the beautiful cigar girl or mary rogers i'll be referring to her as mary rogers mary throughout rogers. you know telling this but she was coined uh, the beautiful the cigar, cigar girl, girl, and just to make it enticing. So, setting the scene, uh, early 1800s New York City. Now, uh, I wrote, even though New York City has pretty much always been America's largest city throughout its entire history, in the early 1800s, New York was nowhere near the grand behemoth we all know it to be today. Uh, by 1841, the city had begun to form and expand from its prior commissioner's plan of 1811, with, the Man with Manhattan growing rapidly and the development of the city's uh, famous grid system. Uh, oh. You know, the up and down, sideways. Street, gotcha. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, New York's character was beginning to take shape, going down Fifth Avenue, Lower Broadway, and Washington Park in Greenwich Village. You would find large townhouses and mansions with fine shops and businesses, while squalid slums and ghettos were spread throughout neighborhoods like the Old Waterfront, along the Bowery, and the inf infamous Five Points. Uh, just, like, just like today, New York's principal thoroughfare was Broadway. It was along this road that stretched across all of Manhattan that one could find the city's major... Uh, Turn the turned. page. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the city's major theaters, hotels, saloons, and shops. As far as law enforcement went for the city, New York had only 51 police officers, 31 constables, and 100 uh, city marshals. And this was to take care of over 320,000 people at this oh point. Oh my god. Yes. That's a handful. All right. Yes. Uh, this and It's funny to think of New York only having 320,000. Right. <laughs> When it has, like, what, 8 million today? Oh, yeah. Uh, the system of policing was uh, exactly what it had been for the previous 200 years, actually. Uh, these individuals that made up 
said police force were divided into two major camps. There was the day force, also known as, quote, roundsmen, uh, who were reactive in nature, mostly. Uh, then there was the night watch, who were, were otherwise known as, quote, leatherheads. Oh. Uh, who were to walk around the city after dusk patrolling for mischievous behavior. Did they wear, like, leather helmets, I assume? Uh, yeah, leather gotcha. hats, leather helmets, leather... Yeah, I assume something yeah, like that. safety. Yeah, I can only assume. This is very much... Aspects of this are very much reminding me of, uh, like, uh, the Jack the Ripper case. Oh, this really? This is before Jack the Ripper. Damn. Um, so, early life of Mary Rogers. Because records on Mary Rogers in an early part of her in any early part of her life no longer exist most people have surmised that she was born in or near uh, the year 1820 in lyme connecticut she was the only child of a widowed mother whose name i also couldn't find and verify though wikipedia says her name was phoebe uh and she worked as the keeper of a boarding house mary lived with her mother in the boarding house and as Mary grew, it became more and more apparent that she would develop into a great beauty. Oh. You know, she, she was a very pretty yeah, little girl. Yeah, And she became a very, very beautiful young woman. And this is going to get sad. As a later teen, you know, yeah. 16, 17, 18, some, well, 17. Uh, in fact, her looks alone made her the talk of the entire neighborhood and accumulated, and she accumulated many admirers. Oh, Lots of boys okay. in the neighborhood oh, yeah. and stuff. That fawned over uh, her. When Mary was 17, her father, whose name I also couldn't find uh, in the research, uh, was killed in a steamboat explosion, um, which was accidental, turning her mother into the widow and also creating an added need for income. And so Mary took a job at a high-end cigar shop and emporium on Liberty Street. Okay. Page turn. Which was owned by a Mr. John Anderson. John Anderson. Now, Anderson's shop began to quickly blow the competition out of the fucking water due to one simple reason. Mary Rogers. I feel like that's like 500 Days of Summer. I don't know. You remember that when she was all like, she was an ice cream parlor parlor girl and then said like uh, sales rose because she got hired? I have not seen that movie in years, but I want to watch it again. Oh, damn. I thought you watched it somewhat recent. That's the only reason I made that connection. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Her attractiveness managed to draw crowds of newspaper and businessmen from all over New York uh, to uh, shop at Anderson's store in order to flirt or even just merely exchange cheeky glances with the, quote, beautiful cigar girl. As a result, this boost in business managed to create an inordinately higher wage for Mary due to Anderson's uh, generosity, and here I wrote, uh, generosity, and I uh, crossed it out, and after that I put fairness. Shout right. Because the article that I read this in said generosity, and I was like, wait no. a minute. No, he's making that extra money because of her. Exactly. So, don't, oh, I'm so generous. Fuck Here. you, you're making it because of me. <laughs> you should pay me more. Fairness, thank you so fairness, much. Fairness, yeah. At least he was fair. Yeah, seriously. Generous. Use the right generous. Use what the right the adjective. <laughs> All right. Uh, One of Mary's admirers even published a poem in the New York Herald describing her, quote, heaven-like smile and, quote, star-like eyes. She eventually became so popular that she even attracted the attention and admiration of several notable and famous writers, including James Fenimore Cooper, Washington Irving, Fitzgreen Halleck, and 
Edgar Allan Poe. No shit. Yeah. Wow. The big Poe himself. Yeah, we've come full yeah. circle. That's interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mary's first disappearance. She, oh. Oh, hold on. This isn't her first rodeo? Okay. Oh, yeah. It's not her first rodeo. <laughs> oh, she's a pretty girl. She's been, oh. She's been disappearing all the time. <laughs> no, that's an unfair assumption, Ian. How dare you? Yeah, way to call yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Mary's first disappearance. On the day of October 5th in 1838, a newspaper called the New York Sun reported that a, quote, Miss Mary Cecilia Rogers, unquote, had gone out and not returned to her mother's home. Her whereabouts unknown. Essentially, she had disappeared. Yeah. Uh, shortly after this disappearance, Mary's mother, Phoebe, apparently, uh, said that she had found a suicide note, which the local coroner analyzed and made the assertion that Mary had a, quote, fixed and unalterable determination to destroy herself, unquote. Oh. However, just a few days later, Mary herself turned up alive and, well, just a few days where was she at? Just, yeah. She just came home and was like, JK? Uh, it was discovered that the young beauty simply went to go visit a friend in Brooklyn. So she left a suicide note and then... Well, uh, well, let me get to that. The very next day, the Times and Commercial Intelligence reported that the disappearance was in fact just a hoax. This conclusion was reached and believed mainly due to the son's... Uh, wait. I can't read my own writing. Hold on. Uh, oh, wait. Sorry. Due to the son's uh, involvement with a prior hoax back in 1835 known as the Great Moon Hoax, which caused a controversy as well. Some believed that Mary's return uh, was the actual hoax. Evidenced by Rogers' failure to return to work immediately, when she did finally resume work at the tobacco shop, one newspaper suggested the whole event was merely a publicity stunt arranged and managed entirely by Anderson, the shop owner. Just to get more business? Yeah. Well, and for people to be like, oh, I guess no. people, like, it drove up business. Maybe business kind of plateaued a bit. And so he's like, let's drum it up more. Oh, you lost the shop girl. Yeah. And now you get her back. And now she's like, back. Now we all have to see her. And I get it's something <laughs> yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Um, Just, now, now we get to the murder. Oh, damn. Uh, after all the attention and publicity of this affair blew over, Mary Rogers settled back into her position as the object of admiration for New York's literary set. By 1841, Mary had become engaged to a cock, uh, uh, a cock? <laughs> well, technically, um, to a cork cutter. Got it. Yeah, thank you. Honest mistake. Honest cut mistake. Cut court. A cock cutter. Ow. Cut. Um, so, a court cutter who was also a lodger in her mother's boarding house named Daniel Payne. So, it's like also a romance of proximity, I imagine. Got it, yeah. Uh, only. Oh, wait. On July 25th, Mary told Daniel that she was going to visit her aunt as well as other family members in New Jersey. On this night, it is known. Uh, and on record that a large storm hit New York when Mary ventured out for New Jersey and didn't return the next day as planned. There's a dog barking. There is a dog. You, yep. It seems to be. Hold on. Done now. 
All right. So it seems to have calmed a little bit, although you may still hear it, ladies and gentlemen. We have Sorry. a guest. Listen, where we do, but we're in our living room. Let's remember. Okay. This isn't a WNYC. This isn't an NPR. No. no. It's fucking just us. In our living room. I'm paying for it. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, so New Jersey and didn't return the next day as planned. Uh, at first, it was assumed by her mother and fiancé that her trip back had simply been delayed due to the bad weather. Mm. Uh, but by the end of the next day, Mary's mother became concerned enough to place an advertisement in the following day's sun I- issue. Oh. Uh, asking anyone for any knowledge of Mary's whereabouts. Foul play was not suspected at first, uh, rather a mere accident which was supposed to have befallen her. They 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 said that without even discovering the body yet. Uh, yes. Oh, that's just presumptuous. Yeah. Well, just I guess to create a sense of concern. Yeah. So it was like, find her. Something may have happened to her. Exactly. Kind of like that. Yeah. You know, it was more poetic way of saying that, I guess. Yeah. Or an old timey way of saying that. Uh, on the third day, on July twenty eighth, several men who were walking along the New Jersey side of the Hudson River, aka Hobo- Hoboken. Uh, they spotted what they thought was a bundle of dirty clothes in the water. After taking a boat to inspect the situation, they discovered that it was actually the body of a partially clothed young woman floating down the river's current. The authorities were sent for, and the corpse was taken to a coroner. The coroner reported that the body was very clearly beaten with severity and located distinct thumb and finger marks on the woman's throat. It was determined that she was choked to death, and the attack was committed by several persons. Eventually, a man stepped forward, positively identifying her as Mary. Multiple attackers. Yes. That is interesting. Uh, Investigation, sensationalism, and mystery. Almost immediately, the mystery of her death set the newspapers ablaze with sensational articles regarding what they coined, quote, the beautiful cigar girl, unquote, and what happened and by whom. This case would soon gain national attention, thus putting extra pressure on New York's police force, which was generally regarded by the public as inept and insufficient. Yeah, they, with like all Just what? complete novices. Yeah. Yeah. But Daniel Payne was seen as a suspect very heavily until his ironclad alibi checked out. Okay. But then a publication still suggested he had a hand in Mary's death to prevent her from breaking the engagement or to simply get rid of her. Not sure. Another theory was gang violence, which would corroborate, you know, the physical evidence. Uh, Gangs had also begun to become more of a problem recently in both New York and New Jersey. Especially with um, black and that, police force. And, and yeah. it's making me think of uh, Gangs of New York. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, further credence was given to this idea in August of 1841 when two Hoboken boys walking in the woods happened upon several articles of women's clothing, including a handkerchief embroidered with the initials M.R. Oh. The boys' mother, uh, Federico Loss, uh, L-O-S-S, so Loss. Loss Federica yeah. Loss, a tavern owner, was uh, catapulted to minor celebrity with this find. Loss spoke with many reporters about Mary and how she saw Mary come into her tavern with a tall, dark stranger. 
So okay. she allegedly saw her go yeah. with a tall, dark stranger. And and apparently, you know, after visiting there, she left and then heard a female scream in the woods later that night. Oh. So, but that's, I, I know, don't know. Because she, she also gained celebrities, um, right? So that's probably yeah. what she was going for. The other theory that was widely circulating at that time was the suggestion that Mary was murdered and dumped by abortionist Madame Restell after a failed procedure. <coughs> <coughs> what is Excuse the evi- evidence on that? Was there any sort of... Well, not really, because no. even the coroner said that, you know, was everything was... Good down there. I guess, quote, pristine down there. Oh. So it's like, well... So, I mean, if she's still a virgin, then how was it an abortion? Like, why would she need an abortion? Anyway. Yeah. But also, there were but other she, sources that asserted that she wasn't. And yeah. she was engaged. Exactly. So, Although you weren't technically supposed to, back then supposed to have sex before you got married, but yeah. but oh, if you were already engaged and had been engaged, if you did, it was like dirty girl. But at least you almost got least, there to the finish line. At least it was with your fiance, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Um, at least you tried. This is all bullshit. I'm pulling out of my own butthole right now. <laughs> by the way, um, it sounds right. So well, thank you. Uh, so. Poise's mother catapulted my celebrity. Okay, so lost book with many reporters. And uh, the other theory, abortionist Madame Restell. Oh, yeah. Okay, so in October of 1841, while the inquest was still ongoing, Daniel Payne went on a drinking binge that carried him to Hoboken, where he went from tavern to tavern. He eventually stumbled to Sybil's Cave, a man-made cave with a stone gate, the very spot where Mary's body was brought ashore where he took a vial of uh, laudanum, which he bought at an apothecary and died. Oh. Yeah, so basically he bought poison. Yeah, and killed himself. himself. At the spot where she was drunk. Exactly. Like, eventually brought from the water. And it's just very sad end. He even left a note which read in part, quote, To the world, here I am on the very spot. May God forgive me for my misspent life, unquote. Oh, fuck. That is heavy. Page turn. Page turn. Uh, A year later, in October of 1842, Federica Loss uh, was accidentally shot by one of her sons and made a deathbed confession regarding Mary Rogers. Really? Dumb. Okay. Um, The, quote, tall, dark, unquote, man she'd seen the girl with in july of 1841 had not been a stranger at all she knew him the tribune reported this confession stating quote on sunday of miss rogers's disappearance she came to her house from the uh, her tavern basically from the city in the company of a young physician who undertook to produce for her a premature delivery aka an abortion yeah it's a euphemism for an abortion. Uh, the procedure had gone wrong, causing Mary's death, Loss said. After one of her sons had finished disposing of her body in the river, he threw her clothes in a neighbor's pond. Then, after second thoughts, he decided to scatter them instead in the woods. This confession, although compelling, did not match up with all the evidence, and there was still the matter of all the signs of struggle on Mary's body. And this was her her son that was claiming this? Federica Loss's yeah. son. She confessed that her son yeah. disposed of the body in the river and disposed of the clothes. Wow. 
after an abortion and stuff. Yeah, but it doesn't add up. Why? But it doesn't add up because of the struggle marks yeah. and because she was partially clothed when she was found. And it was probably something more. And that's what yeah. he was just. And you can find any handkerchief with yeah. the initials MR. I mean, absolutely. You you could find a handkerchief and sew that on yourself. Yeah. Or embroider it yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, also in 1842, Edgar Allan Poe, we're going back to him, oh, yeah. himself famously fictionalized Rogers' story in the mystery of Marie Roger uh, in 1842. Though the action of the story was relocated to Paris and the victim being found in the river Seine, uh, which I guess is the river in France, this retelling retelling of Mary's story was presented as a sequel to his Murders in the Rue Morgue, 1841, uh, commonly considered the first modern detective story. Oh. Page turn. No, not Oh, no, no page turn. Yeah, that's it for me. Wow. Yeah. I wonder... So, basically, that is my mystery for the week. The murder of who murdered Mary Rogers. We still don't officially know. And yeah. it's 1841. So, we got to think of where science and forensics is exactly. at this point. We don't know much. And she was found in the water. And even today, you find someone in the water, most evidence is going to be washed away. Exactly. It's going to be gone. I just, I'm just kind of... And it has to be that guy, you know, the guy that died on his deathbed, but it can't be just abortion. It has to be something. Be the guy what? That on his deathbed said that it was a... Oh, her? It, yeah. Yeah. It Federica was, Lost? Yeah. That yeah. said it was a... Yeah, but I don't think it was that, though, because no, the I don't coroner... Think it, oh, I think okay. he was telling, like, a variation of the truth. I think he was involved. Mm-hmm. I mean... But the coroner also said she was, like... I don't know. Struggle. Like, what What if it was, like, they actually killed her? Oh, a struggle. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. actually killed her, and then they just kind of said, like, on their death, like, oh, hey, it was an abortion. I feel better now. <laughs> like, just, like, I don't know, some sort of inkling of truth, but put a lie in there to make you still feel better. So I don't you know. you can, like, die with dignity You can die something. with something, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like... Because why admit to that and then not be involved with it at all? You yeah. know? And she was also... A, a local celebrity. Exactly. Really. True. You know, a, a low-level local celebrity for her looks and stuff. So it's like people, they, they probably knew that she would ask questions. People would ask questions yeah. about her. That is wild. Yeah, I don't. I can't run my mind around that. But the coroner did say there were strangle marks and that she, you know, I guess hadn't, she was a virgin. And so why would an abortion be, even be necessary? So that's clearly all a lie. Yeah. Yeah. So at but, least the abortion part's a lie. Exactly. But then why say you're involved with it? But and I'm say thinking you know what maybe happened and then just logically her son, one of her sons or both of her sons attacked her and she said that to protect her sons. Yeah. Or maybe they don't have anything to do with it at all and it was gang violence. Or maybe her fiance did kill her and he because she was going to leave him, and he was so distraught over that but fact. And then he, got and then some he people. was without her yeah. that he killed himself anyway. We don't know. It could be any of those things, yeah, really, now that I'm thinking about it. I know. I'm just thinking about her. Yeah, honestly. I mean, it, it was I a mean, group effort, wasn't it? You said it was a group a effort. A fucking cord cutter? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> doesn't seem to be like all... Ugh. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's tricky. Maybe she just had people some a group of people who really admired her i mean she had a large group of people that admired her and then all throughout new york 
Wow. And also think about where the police force was, too. Oh, yeah, next to nothing. I mean, it It was like 100 people. I mean, even though it was only 320,000, I mean, it's New York. Still, but it's 100 cops. But New York's always been the largest city, and... No, it's it's so much ground to track for just 100 people. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, damn. Now... I'm just going to wonder, because that is interesting, because I, I don't know why, what's the point of someone admitting something? I'm not saying, like, but lie about it on your deathbed. I always yeah. th- thought deathbed confessions are always, like, not true all the time, simply because of this, but there's there's a reason you're saying that. There's no there's no want for fame, because you're going to die. So that's not the Legacy, reason you say I about imagine. it. Legacy. Yeah. And protection for her sons. True. Yeah. Huh? True. So, but I guess that's the point of the mystery. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's another one of those stories that's fucked up in the sense that, like, why is it sadder just because she's pretty? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nobody no, would give true. a fuck if it was if she like was some like homeless lady. You know that barber chick from Stranger Things. <laughs> that barb, ripped barb. Yeah. I'm just happy they they did her justice in season two. I mean, I guess <laughs> <laughs> they had a funeral. We had closure. That's all we. Yeah, can do. that's yeah. That's, that's all, all you can do. That's all you're gonna get. Too. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I know that we didn't talk about this in the weekly catch up. You fall asleep during movies very easily. Okay, and so I just want to cover that, that. The last okay, so we've two been movies, watching movies. three movies. No, literally three movies in a row. Three. In a, three it was really? Disaster okay. Artist, Cloverfield okay. Paradox, and My Friend Dahmer. Okay, so in my defense, in my defense, <laughs> the first one. Um, Disaster artist. I did not watch the full movie The Room first, and it, I did not understand all the references and whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I had a long day at work. It was six. Uh, but with yeah. the paradox one, yeah, on Netflix. Okay, true, but that that was boring. That so you, you that. said yourself, it was a bad movie. Yeah, it was. However, in your defense, I have to say I fell. Asleep you fell asleep before it even got before dumb. it even got bad. <laughs> yeah, no. But anyway, uh, and then the last movie was My Friend Dahmer. Yes. That and one I have no defense I, for because I actually wanted to watch that you one. Legitimately, and I still want to watch it now. Yeah, it, was just, it was actually it was a very decent movie. But God I remember I was sitting on the couch and you're sitting on the other couch and you lie down and I'm like, oh, cool. I looked at the movie. I look over at you and your eyes are closed and you're kind of softly snoring. I'm like, damn, that was fast. It was supernatural how fast you went to sleep. <laughs> like you instantly laid down and I'm like, okay. And then out listen, like a like. Listen. It was amazing. Listen, I had a bottle of wine. Okay. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> all right? I'm an adult. I have a bottle to myself. You also remind <laughs> Or like a soccer mom, too. I, you with the local soccer moms listen, would probably have a lot Depression is just part of it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> just... It's whether, just a little part of it. it whether you're out. a housewife with three kids that has no sense of purpose or you're me, it's... You're, you're having a bottle of wine, okay? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's the go-to, I think. <laughs> Anyway. But yeah, so I just wanted to cover that. Yes, no, I do fall asleep during movies. Because you're 67. Six, oh, okay, <laughs> you'll, you'll tack just two years onto that. Fine, <laughs> sure. Uh, but I I do want to watch my friend Dahmer again. Yes. Because I did watch a good, like, I'd say half you, about half of it. You made it about halfway through. And it was interesting. It was it interesting was to watch. I enjoyed yeah. it. And that what he did to that fish. Ooh. Super. Slice and dice, baby. Ugh. 
Ooh. Super. I just. What are you doing? I said throw it back. Super uncomfortable the entire movie. That's just what that movie is. I mean, is. I guess just that, straight I mean, up it's uncom- dumber. Well, that's yeah, the whole it has point. to be. But yeah. that's when you know it's good. How did he even get any booty at all? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so He's weird. so fucking I know, awkward, right? I feel like you just start talking to when you instantly know, like, oh my god, he probably has animals in his shed, which he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but you just have to talk to him for a couple minutes and just know. But he seems like the kind of person that, like, if he didn't have a shed, he'd be like, like you invite, like he invites you over to his place, and then you go into his <laughs> room, be like, okay, mom, and then you go into his room, be like, like, here, do you want me to show you what's in my secret room? Oh. And then it's like, okay, first of all, you shouldn't even have a secret room. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> no. Some, Did yeah. you like build an annex onto your parents' house? What? <laughs> What the fuck? What do you mean a secret room? No, I don't want to see what's in there. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, and I would immediately run out. Mom, help. I want to go home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I do want to watch it again. I do fall asleep during movies. Yes. And yes. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that concludes another yeah. episode. An- it does. And we are Another at... one. Ooh, final count. 48 and a half minutes. It's a shorter episode. Yeah, shorter episode this week. I mean, we just got down to the nitty gritty, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I think with our topics too, it's very, you know, black and white stuff where it's just like you can just tell the story and that's it, you know? And they're both far enough in the past that it's like, here's what happened, here's what we know. And here's the outcome of it, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry guys, you're going to have to miss out on a a 10 minutes. 11, 10, 11 minutes of uh, us. Banter. But hey. Hey, we'll be back next week. We will be back with more information. With new topics and more. uh, More mysterious and more historical than uh, ever before. Thank you, Jay. You said add pizzazz. We will. We will. We will. will. I did say add pizzazz. I didn't say say things that don't make sense. All right. Well, okay. So we're we're, we're dragging this out. Wait, okay. What's the email and uh, how can people oh, reach shit, us? Oh, shit. That's yes. right. Okay. So thank you, Jay. So, uh, our email address is historical and mysterious at gmail.com and is the word and and historical is spelled H Y S because we can't spell. I and can't we're spell. edgy, I think. Whatever. <laughs> so send us an email. Let us know what you think. Give us feedback, please. Yes. Also, please uh, listen to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Like, Rate, review, subscribe. Like it us really on Facebook. Helps. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. Share some of the posts that, you know, we've yeah, been seeing some people share, do. which was really cool. Uh, I'll also put a link to our episode in the Facebook post. Yes. So you can go on there. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, let us know, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>